Welcome to Contracting Conversations. My name is Jim Valley, and I'm joined by my co-host, Scott Williams. Today, we are continuing our podcast series on what are the new changes in latest version of the Department of Defense Source Selection Procedures, which are issued in August of 2022. Our returning guest is Sal Cianci, a DAU professor of contract management who continues to share with us his insights into what's changed in the latest procedures. This will be our last contracting conversation with Sal, at least on the topic of what's changed in the revised DOD source selection procedures. So, Sal, thanks for coming back. Thank you, Jim and Scott, both for having me back. Absolutely. All right. So, we, yeah, so thank you so much for coming back. We're kind of shocked that you're back, but we're glad to have you. So, Sal, what has changed in the source selection procedures that we want to discuss today for this last installment? Uh, this last installment, there is a new appendix, not a changed one, a new appendix D, Delta, that was added to the procedures. It's called Streamlining Source Selection. And the appendix lists many common practices that DOD agencies have used somewhat regularly over the years to streamline source selection. It also identifies for the first time in defense acquisition regulations two new source selection techniques that have been around a while yet are not well known or frequently used throughout the Department of Defense. And those two techniques have been generating lots of questions since the procedures were released in August. Okay, Sal, if you don't mind, let's start with those common practices that DOD agencies have been using over the years, and then we'll tackle those two newer ones you just mentioned on the source selection techniques. Okay, great. Sounds good, Scott. Um, Section D1, Delta 1 of Appendix D, lists several approaches. Some of them are the use of pre-proposal conferences, the use of oral presentations, limiting the number of factors and sub-factors to those that are likely to be key discriminators for distinguishing between all fours. Also, the use of acceptable, unacceptable rating methods for just some factors or even sub-factors. Too often, we assume the entire effort must be LPTA, lowest price technically acceptable, or trade-off. You can use an unacceptable, acceptable rating method on just some factors or sub-factors. Also, waiving past performance as an evaluation factor. If your market research shows, is not crucial to the best value decision. There are several more listed in Section D1 of the appendix, so I recommend listeners go there and read Appendix D in its entirety. Well, thanks, Sal. Many of the points that you just mentioned are common considerations when setting up your source selections and are frequently covered in DU's learning assets that we teach when we cover source selection. So now let's hit those two new source selection techniques that you mentioned. Okay, let's hit them. The first one is called performance price trade-off, otherwise known as PPT, performance price trade-off, PPT for short. It's actually been around for about 25 years and is a best practice attributed to the U.S. Air Force contracting community. So if you have been in U.S. Air Force contracting career that began in the late 1990s, For some, that's the last century or maybe even the last millennium, depending on your perspective. You may already know about this technique called PPT. 
That is fascinating. So, Scott, weren't you in the Air Force contracting in the prior century? Yes, yes, I am that old uh, in a past life. And I think I saw Jim Valley there, too, along with many others uh, that are hanging around DAU nowadays. But absolutely. And I think we definitely fit that category. But let's not distract from those listeners uh, here for uh, Sal uh, explaining performance price trade-off technique. All right. Thank you, Scott. By the way, full disclosure, I, I, I was around in contracting in the last century, too, but I was doing it for the U.S. Navy. But anyhow, thanks for giving me back the microphone and for your contribution from your long Air Force contracting career. So PPT, performance price trade-off, emphasizes past performance and price. I know it states the obvious, but is another way of saying the technical factor if used at all, is rated acceptable or unacceptable, and then the focus goes straight to past performance and price. It's described in detail in Section D8, Delta 8 of Appendix D. Basically, the government receives offers proposals, and for offers that are rated technically acceptable, if you use the technical factor, the government goes straight to the lowest price proposal. If there is no technical factor used, then the government simply goes straight to the lowest price proposal. After going to that lowest price proposal, then past performance is then rated for it. If the past performance results in the highest possible rating, then the government selects that offer. However, if it does not get the highest possible rating, then the second lowest price proposal is evaluated to see if it has a higher past performance rating than the first. If it does, then the source selection authority can decide whether it wants to trade off, pay a higher price to go to an offeror with a higher past performance rating, or if it's not worth the trade off and go to the lowest price offeror with past performance, not quite as good. Uh, there are many variations to PPT. It all comes down to how you describe it in the solicitation. There's no single correct way to apply PPT. If you do an internet search on PPT, or rather performance price trade-off, you'll find several descriptions of this technique. Many of them, many of them you will find will be uh, Air Force briefings or descriptions of the technique. So, Sal, this has been around for a while. So why is PPT popping up again? Uh, great question, Scott. Um, it was very popular when it came out all the way probably till around 2012. And around that time, we hit leaner times in the defense budget. There was something called the Budget Control Act and sequestration where we hit um, – we had massive reductions to our overall DOD budgets and, of course, training. And the emphasis was not to be buying stuff so expensive. So LPTA became in vogue and PPT stopped being practiced. It was never prohibited. It never went away. It just stopped being in use. And now it has popped up in these revised procedures in Appendix D. And lots of people in the contracting community have been reaching out to DAU saying, what is this PPT, especially the newer folks in contracting and the folks who have not been doing Air Force contracting for a long time? 
All right, Sal. So I have worked with source selection teams in the construction area who have used PPT uh, very successfully. So it's interesting they want to use it maybe in other contracting areas. So what other new technique is out there that you want to talk about? Uh, yes, the other technique is called highest technically rated offer, otherwise known as HTRO technique. This technique applies a source selection for multiple award indefinite delivery and definite quantity contracts only, otherwise known as IDIQ contracts. Per the FAR, DOD, NASA, and the Coast Guard are not required to use cost price as an evaluation factor, provided it is a multiple award, IDIQ, and award is made to all technically qualifying offerors, and that cost price factor is applied in fair opportunity competition of all orders thereafter. So cost price is still reviewed as part of the competition to ensure offers prices are reasonable, but it doesn't get into trade-offs of are they the highest price, the lowest price, because the price of the efforts are competed at the individual order method. Again, there's no one single correct way to do the HTRO method or highest technically rated offer method. It all comes down to how you describe it in your solicitation. Again, an internet search can get you started with some different HTRO applications. A little bit of history. It came about uh, several years ago when GSA, General Services Administration, tried the technique for the first time when it wanted to add cost reimbursement contracting to its federal supply schedules. It got uh, it was protested both to the GAO, Government Accountability Office, and the courts, and all the rulings favored the government, and then it became a popular technique to consider. Well, that's good information, Sal. Really appreciate it. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap up our session today. But thanks so much for being with us for these contracting conversations about what's changed in the revised DOD source selection procedures. Thank you both, Scott and Jim, for having me. These have been great conversations. Yeah, thanks, Sal. Absolutely. Thank you, Sal. Uh, as I said, that's all the time we have for today. But please, if you haven't already, subscribe to our Contracting Conversation channel. Type any comments below to include your questions for future discussions and spread the word of this channel to your peers and to those you supervise or lead. Let us help you answer their questions. And we look forward to having future Contracting Conversations with you.